Perfect Spice Choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Transparency Talks Podcast. I am your girl, Butterby Rocka. Listen, I am super excited about this man. He is a trailblazer in the music industry. He is one of the first violinists to record with Talib Khalil and Common. He's been the vocal coach for Mary J. Blige, Little Kim, Jill Scott, and a host of other artists. He is a singer, a songwriter, a multi-instrumentalist. Can you please show some love to the vocal scientist, Owen Valentine? Hello. I'm glad <laughs> to be here. Yay. I am so excited to officially meet you. So what I want to do is I want to jump right on in. Can you tell everybody a little bit about your background and then I'll get started with my question. I came to this planet to make music and to bring love and to share warmth with those that I care about and those that I don't know, and I care about those that I don't know. So that means I came here to share with everyone. Uh, I think since I was a child, I've always been a person who loves sound, and I, love, I like to love, and I like to see people smile and feel good. So uh, it was years into my musical journey. Uh, first, you should know I was born in London, okay? But eventually, all of those travels took me through New York and then to Philadelphia. And it was in Philadelphia that I was blessed to come under the tutelage and the uh, mentorship of one of the last of the great big band leaders. His name was Sun Ra. And Sun Ra was the guy who Earth, Wind and & Fire and Pound of Funkadelic and all those groups were fans of his. So they, would, they were sitting watching him and they basically uh, took that concept and just made it a little more commercial. So Sun Ra was like the first guy to play synthesizers and bring all of that into the, the modern music. Um, from there, I took this multi-split journey where I would be playing with P-Funk one moment and working with a pop band called Surface, Shower Me With Your Love, Only You Can Make Me Happy, all that kind of thing, doing that. And then I wound up at Death Row Records teaching voice out there coaching artists on Philly International and working with literally a who's who of every incredible artist that's been in this game um, 
and just doing it and, and loving it and being transformed by it. Along the journey, I went from playing one instrument, two instruments, to five instruments, to 20 instruments, to 30 instruments. It's like, it's, it's a never ending journey. And I'm just like, I'm just thankful that I've been allowed, you know, life and breath and health and wherever. I've been all over the planet with music. You know, so it's a joy. I love it. It's, it's always a blessing that your your music will take you all over the world because music does heal. And I do believe people are put on this planet to sing and, and, and touch lives. It, it's nothing yeah. like being on stage and getting that energy from the crowd. So I understand. But, you know, you just said a whole mouthful. I mean, you went you went everywhere. First, you went to London. Then you then you talked about New York then you went to Philly. Uh, right. You talked about you being you talked about you playing instruments. Then you right. then you slipped in there thirty instruments. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but you also said vocal coach. So let's right. let's strip this down. We're taking a pause for the calls. It's your girl Butterbee Rocker Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. Listen, this is Jordan Danielle with that one.
when it pertains to music, mm-hmm. did you come from a musical family? At what age did you start? And mm-hmm. what instrument did you start on? Well, my music starts, I believe, in the genes. On my father's side of the family, which is from the West Indies, like if you go far enough in the corners, because my family's from St. Anne's, and in St. Anne's you got Bob Marley, you got, you got, you got, okay? So, like everyone on that side of the family, either they play guitar, saxophone, trumpet, piano, bass, they play everything. And my father played trumpet, my mother was a singer, but she wanted to do classical music. And so at one point she had this coach, not a coach, more like a piano accompanist. And was a, a guy named who we came to know as Barry Manilow. And, uh, right. <laughs> and his whole idea was that my mother would sing his songs and that would be like this wonderful thing. But um, my mother chose a different path. And for just a moment, she said, that's it. There's no more music in this family. That's it. There's no, no more music. You're going to be the doctor. And I did, in fact, go to school for biology first. So, um, but while I was doing, I was singing every day. I was singing at night. I would find a hallway and just sing till one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And constantly working at just pulling this, this creative thing inside me out so that I could find that thing that made my soul sing and made me expressive. I didn't have a practice room. So sometimes in New York, I would go and find like a hallway in a building and I would sing until somebody, I could, until I could hear them saying, I'm calling the police. And then I would leave out. Um, I just, you know, m- music has been like a driving energy, but I think it truly does come from my mother and my father's side of the family. So your career actually launched when, officially, to you? This is going to be a little strange. So I, I got to go forward to go backwards. When I was 16 and 17, I was entering talent shows in New York. And I always took first or second. And some of the people who were in those showcases of musicians became names later, like Omar Hakim, Marcus Miller, and all these kinds. These people were in some of the early shows that I did long, long, long ago. I lived in Jamaica, Queens and Bed-Stuy, sang at the Saturn Club. And as a young man, 16, 17, I got to actually sing with legends and perform with them. So the career thing kind of started and then it stopped. I would say it starts at 16, 17 because everybody had these expectations of me. And I had huge doors open to me, one of them, was there was a band that used to rehearse about two blocks from where I lived that was called Coolin' Again. And they were like, Owen, you need a new vocalist. This is it. You got a beautiful voice. Come to rehearsal. Be there. <laughs> For one reason or another, and I was in a, uh, I had joined another band or two, and I didn't understand the opportunity that was being offered to me. So for a moment, all of my music came to a halt because I became a father. Congratulations. Yes. And once I became a father, it was like, oh man, I have to put my energy into figuring this thing out. So I opened other businesses, tried other things, but the music was still calling me. I even went in the army. By the time I went in the army, I became this guy that was the fiddler because he's got a violin in his locker. So they would shout out 500 people's names. And instead of shouting out my name, they would just go, fiddler. And the rest of the army would, the, the, the people gathered would then all yell out the name together. 
So it's like literally a movie. Um, it was the army in the army. I think I really realized I was a medic. I realized that the one thing that I heard every night was music in my head. I heard sounds in my ears, and and sometimes in a barracks or out in the field somewhere. Some people would say, "Man, there's no music out here." And I said, "I know you're like you are music. Could you just sing something?" And so it became obvious to me, in the middle of learning how to shoot better <laughs> or take care of an injured person, that what I really should be doing was music. And it became this this thing. So I'm going to say it really launches around 25, 26. I get busy. And before I knew it, I was in a band with Sun Ra, and、uh, he took me around the world. I traveled, gave me opportunities,、um, and just he like became my musical grandfather, and watched watched over me, you know, and gave me the opportunity to play with a lot of legends that were still living at the time. So, yeah, that's that's when it starts. So that was the jazz portion. I went,、mm-hmm. And during that time, I went to Temple. I got a jazz degree, and all that kind of thing. And I got to open for some wonderful people like Stanley Clark and Najee and Billy Cobham and Larry Carlton and Marsalis. And I, like I was doing so much, I was doing so much. And then suddenly, I, I got called by a pop producer, and now I was in the pop world. And I had to make like a, a head shift. So it's kind of my career has done this: <laughs> always learning, always、right. getting better. But it has not. It has not been a steady stream. It, but it has always been an interesting stream. Storm. 
Sunrock. You joined mm-hmm. as a vocalist or you joined as a musician? I auditioned for him on violin and sang for him. And he was wise enough to hear. He said, you're not a jazz singer yet. You can sing anything. You can hit any note on this piano. You have a huge range. He said, but I think I really need a violin player and a dancer. Because by this time I had taken dance cl- enough dance classes to say, yes, he's a dancer. So the it was about, I would say he really needed a violin player. And that's what he gave me the most opportunity to learn. But when the whole band would leave, he would sit up with me, sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, running songs with me, singing. And he was giving me the, the, the literally the lineage of being a jazz singer. And he gave it to me after the band was done with rehearsal. And they might leave 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I'm starting to walk out the door and he's like, where are you going? It's like, huh? Uh, re- rehearsal's over. No, not for you, it's not. Come on back in here. So, That's this awesome. Be- it, yeah, this became uh, a tradition that goes on for six and a half years. He just, he gave me everything he could. He often put me at his left hand and said, watch how I do it. You know, true mentorship. You know? So what was the first <laughs> instrument that you played? And were you self-taught or did you go to school? Ooh. Okay, I'm going to actually sidebar the first instrument because the first instrument I bought was a trombone. And I started to figure out things, but it wasn't calling me. So the next thing that happened was I had a violin. And that violin became the thing that I became known for. But in the beginning, no one would teach no one would teach me because they said you're already over 20 years old i'm not going to teach you violin Mm. so i went to the library and i found every book i found i would go to concerts and sit there and take a notepad out and just write down there was no youtube so i'm going to sit down and i'm going to take notes on everything i see and so in the beginning i was self-taught and thinking a lot of wonderful things out and eventually eventually i did have teachers and I got some mentorship from people like John Blake, 
from Claude Fiddler Williams, who was like, by the time I meet him, he's in his 90s. You know, like just getting the history from these old black fiddlers and getting it passed on, getting passed down the line. And eventually I wind up with a jazz scholarship in voice and then eventually a scholarship in violin. So wow. it does happen. It just took, it took a minute to make it happen. It took a second. Wow. Okay. So what would you say is your first, was your first aha moment? You know, I know that this is something that I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I had a dream and I'm going to share, I'll share something personal without sharing something personal. Imagine that there's someone in your life who is important to you, who says to you, I don't know why you're doing all this practicing. No one hears it. We're, you're, you're not, it's not going to happen. Whatever this thing is, you need to grow up and get a realistic view of life. And I went to bed and I had a dream of me coming off of an airplane. And I saw all these men with machine guns cross their chest like this. And I saw myself walking next to some very strange looking people. And I don't know how, but at that moment, I knew that's where you're going. And within three years of that dream, I was on an airplane getting off in Germany at the airport. And that was the, those were the security officers with their machine guns. And that was my first uh, international tour. You know, some of us are people of faith. Some are people who believe in like uh, destiny and uh, universal uh, concepts and various things, but I knew I knew, I knew that this was what I was supposed to do. And I've been following that internal buzz saying, go, 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 go. And, you know, I have a whole, a whole lot of faith in that. That's awesome. What do you think is your best performance of your career so far? Ooh. I'll tell you one of the most fun. Last year, I had a chance to do a tribute to Al Jarreau. And it was in a club here in Philadelphia, South. Uh, and during this, because I had been sitting for a year and a half with COVID, I had a lot of chance to practice and a lot of time to just think about what I wanted to say musically. And that performance, there was something about it that stood out. Um, I was on a tour in Indonesia once, and I, I, I would say that that was the most well-received. It was interesting to see people like, like people just packed around you during the performance. And I'm taking these mad violin solos all over. Imagine you're playing in a place where you barely speak the language and everybody is like just screaming and hollering. And I realized that I was supposed to take solos on my back with my feet in the air. I've done literally shoulder stands with my feet all the way up soloing and all that kind of stuff. Indonesia is, was one of my favorite places to play. Um, other than that, here in the United States, I'm going to say South. South. And I'm going to say recently, last year, last year, during the Algero trips, we did a few, a few days of some incredible music by an incredible jazz vocalist. And uh, we did a lot of his stuff, but I was scatting and improvising my way all the way in and out of the box. And on the floor and through the audience, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, that would be, that would be one of my best. Okay. I feel like that, I feel like that was a complicated answer. 
So we're going to take another pause for the calls. I am your girl, Butter B. Rocker, Transparency Talks Podcast. You can find me on all social media at Butter B. Rocker. That's B-U-T-T-A, B as in boy, R-O-C-K-A, and also on Transparency Talks Podcast. So without further ado, I present to you Miss La Chardon with Ready to Love. So I wanted to tell you how I really feel. And, um, <laughs> I, I used to think that love was impossible, yeah, until you came along, that is, until you came along, that is, oh, yeah. Babe, I was so alone, so alone, nothing could help it all, help it all, it's you can tune in to Transparency Talks Podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. 
You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbyrocka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbyrocka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. Okay, so you're singing, you're doing music. And then all of a sudden someone say, says, hey, can you be my vocal coach? Like, how did you jump into? You pretty much put your finger on it. I oh, really? Wore out, because I, it took me so long to get to my music, I literally said I would never be a voice teacher. That, that that's a job I would never want. People kept asking me, how'd you do that? How did you do this? How did you do that? And I started doing it and found out, yes, you know what? I actually had a gift for it. Um, I wound up, I mean, can you imagine that when you're a, a youngster, you're listening to Stevie Wonder, and then now you are this professional. I would believe I was working with Mary J. Blige at the time. And I went to the Stevie Wonder trailer and I said, I said to his security, I said, hi, how are you? I believe Stevie Wonder would like, Mr. Wonder would like to speak with me. Um, can you let him know I'm here? And they were like, get out of here. <laughs> They're like, sure, he wants to talk to you. I said, no, really. I, I really think he'd like to talk to me. Can you let him know that I'm here? So this was at the uh, reopening of the Apollo in Harlem. And so I walked away. And during the production that was going on, somebody said, I said, hey, man, are you okay? I said, yeah. He said, well, he's too big giant refrigerator sized guys are looking for you. <laughs> and I said, well, don't tell them where I am, whoever, whatever it is. And so eventually these two gentlemen find me much more humble this time. And they're like, excuse me, um, Mr. Wonder sent us to apologize. And would you, <laughs> and we're, we're not to come back without you. So, uh, you know, I get a chance to sit and talk voice with Stevie Wonder. I want you to get just like what that means to you as an artist who's been listening to this person since you were a baby right. and now you're you're the person being the consultant and uh, i had a wonderful time of being the person on mary j staff i worked with mary for three years of my life mm. beautiful we traveled toured we we had some amazing moments you know i was there for like literally life-changing moments in her career. And I'll tell you something funny. I told her then, you're gonna be acting. <laughs> I told her, I said, you're going to be acting. This is, this is not a doubt, not right. a doubt. So we need to prepare for that now. So um, I've been fortunate that from Mary to Jill to, I mean, you, even groups like um, the Blue Notes, when uh, I had a chance to service them and just so many acts, uh, Felicia Rashad, um, just, we can just go on down, down the list. Chic, Earth, Wind & Fire, so many, so many. And, and again, remember, you're listening and watching these people on TV and now you're the guy that's being asked the question. So it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. And uh, I, I, I think teaching is the thing that you do when you really know your subject well just grow into it. Just keep, keep, just keep going, you know, and just keep growing. So by teaching them, I made myself better as well. You know. 
I'm very impressed. I mean, that is an awesome story. I do have a question for you. Okay, sure. so like I saw on your bio that you also taught like was vocal coach for like Little Kim. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that even rappers need coaching. I'm assuming yes. you're helping with breathing techniques and other things, correct? Not just that. I mean, I actually ran her through scales and vocals. I was at Little Kim's house quite often. And uh, she's fun. I miss her. Uh, Kim, if you're out there somewhere watching, if someone knows Kim is watching, tell Kim to call me. Because like, she was just fun to work with. Uh, she, She's very, what I would say, a down-to-earth diva. Very down-to-earth. And uh, I, she had a piano in her house, and I'm running through and playing the lines. And she had to do a voice lesson like anybody else would do. Uh, there's diction there's a rhythm i mean think of it like this when you listen to rhythm and when you start to hearing those vocals across that all those are rhythms and if you put some notes to them they would be great singer songs but it, you know even when we speak we're speaking a pitch there's a sound so you have to figure out what you want to sell kim has a huge range in terms of vocally what you hear her doing as a rapper is not what, what's left in her vocal range she has a lot more on yeah. top of that right so you don't get a chance to hear that this is also true of mary mary has a huge range huge range that you don't get to hear you don't get to hear she doesn't really use it commercially but it's there got you so okay you work with all of these phenomenal national recording artists do you mm-hmm. also work with independent artists yes inquiring minds uh, no yeah <laughs> inquiring minds well let me tell you a story you remember uh and i'm doing a lot of odds today this is the odd day do you remember city high yes okay city high i get the phone call from the, their manager and producer at the time, and uh, their company was also connected with Wyclef, who I eventually wind up coaching as well. So I'm told that there's some people they want me to work with, and these people will come to my studio, and we rehearsed what would you do in, right in my front room. And so they were independents at the time, and then they became nationals, and then they had a number one record. I think it stayed on the charts for quite a while. So I like helping people get to the journey. I'm just very, 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 very picky now. Now it's like, if you want to get there, I'm not going to lie to you because I value your life. I would rather tell you what it's going to take for you to be what it is. I'll give you the truth and tell you what you need to do. And this is what helps people to get on their journey. So most independents just don't have the fortitude to make across the line. It's not that you can't get the right information, but there's so many people telling you that it's just about what clothing you wear or just what your hairstyle is or what your this is. And I'm not knocking any of that. But at the end of the day, there's some really talented people on this planet and you have to come with your A game. It's daily. I'm slowly turning back to the person I used to be. 
Well, I'm trying to stay on track, but I'm defeated by broken dreams, yeah. My mama always told me I can be who I want to be. So nobody can hold me, nobody can hold me They won't hold me back now Well it gets harder every day And the world wants me to change And be conformed to broken dreams But nobody told me that the road be easy and I know Well it gets harder every day Oh yes sometimes And the world wants me to change And be conformed to reality But nobody told me that the road Would be easy and I know Well, let me give a five quick tips. If okay. you're a professional vocalist, one day in 30, stop talking. Just don't talk. One day in 30. Give your voice a complete rest. If you're a professional vocalist, you can't stay up till three in the morning, get up at seven, eight in the morning, and expect your voice will never get tired. Your voice will get tired. You're going to have problems. Most of these vocal nodules and vocal issues that we're seeing is simply people who need a day off. And everybody keeps telling you to work harder. I'll tell you the secret. Rest your instrument. Take a nice Epsom salt bath. Go get a massage. Work out, which is something else I'm known for. People used to say, I'm not going to go to him because he's going to make me do push-ups and chin-ups and run through <laughs> the park. In West Philadelphia, I've run people who had Grammys through the park while we're running through the music for their tour and we're running together talking through the show and rehearsing our lyrics and running through the pitches so i've kind of that drill sergeant in a nice way i know somebody out there said he's not nice but no i am i am i'm just tough you know i, I want you to win badly <laughs> so i'm going to give you everything it takes so that so that was like two tips Another tip is you are what you eat. And if you're eating a bunch of junk, you're going to hear that junk come out while you're singing. Mm. You're going to hear it. And some really great vocal moments have been ruined behind a cheeseburger. So what to do there? Change your diet. See a nutritionist. One of my jobs is I'm also a naturopathic doctor. So I take care of the ills and the health of people and uh, I sometimes see singers who are seriously ill and help them on their walk so they can find their way back to wellness and putting their body together. Um, number four, if you don't play an instrument, please start. There are so many instruments. It doesn't have to be violin. It doesn't have to be piano. It doesn't have to be any of them. But find an instrument that meets your spirit. Take a lesson and get started on an instrument. And number five, if you've never taken a dance class, please go take one. Because you have to move across that whole stage and reach your whole audience. The number one thing I have to say to singers is, listen, get your head level, bend your legs. 
and keep moving to the music. I teach my singers rhythms from all over the world. You know, I've been fortunate. I studied with one of the men who was one of John Coltrane's teachers. And so I have a huge library of things to share with people. And that's your number one job is to keep learning new songs, new rhythms, new grooves, new harmonies, all of that. That's your job. And you and then eventually that will come out when you're performing. Just keep learning. Don't stop. Okay, so you're a multi-talented artist. How do you manage to give your best in all of your endeavors? I run on a schedule. One day of the week is like being about repertoire and mm -hmm. learning new songs. Another day of the week might be, that's my music business stuff. Maybe I have to make phone calls. Another day of the week, I'm working on simply listening. This morning, I have to admit something. I was up till two in the morning just listening to music that I hadn't heard before. And so I wash my brain in new music every day, taking notes and saving things and creating like profiles and, oh, I need to save this song and learn it later. I have a certain time of the day that I work out in the gym. Usually it's early in the morning, but I'm also a trainer. So there's times where I have a gym. Yeah, so there's times where, and most of the people I train are musicians. So. We put on good music and we get to work out and investigate the body. Uh, there's a certain period of my month where I put my tap shoes on. And now I'm going to run through my rhythms on my tap shoes and just build it up. I play piano every day. I play violin at least four days in the week. I put a lot of time on violin, a lot of time in I play bass at least four or five days a week. I do some kind of percussion instrument. So these things are blocked up in hours. So at the end of the day, it's an eight, nine hour day. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. People see the glitz and glam of being on stage <laughs> and, and everything, right? But yes. it does take sacrifice. Yeah. Can you tell me, can you be transparent with me and tell me what your struggles have been in this, mm -hmm. in this industry? It can cost you relationships. It can cost you love. I mean, it's something to be working on a song and there's a beautiful woman sitting over there on the couch talking about, Owen, look over here. <laughs> and you're like, ah, I got to finish the song. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a lot. It can cost you time with your children. In being transparent, as a young divorcee and my children had, I had to make time between practicing my music and going to get my children so they could spend time with me. And while they're spending time with dad, guess what? We got to go to this concert. So I have this person, they're going to sit with you. So there's been those moments where I, I just wished I could have just sat back and, and watched my children in gymnastic practice or something like that. Not that they didn't get it, but I'm sure all children want more. I would say relationships have, have been a thing. This your girl, Butterbee Rocker, Transparency Talks podcast, baby. Listen, this is one of my singles. Make sure you check out the music video. This is Strange Love featuring Homer Mack.
your mind wondering what's in store for you or what the new year has to offer from love and romance to jobs and career so where do you turn why not follow the same path as many have schedule a reading with author he's an intuitive consultant and psychic advisor with more than 25 years of helping people gain the clarity and insight they deserve go to psychicauthor.com and book your appointment today also, make sure to check for any specials. Once again, that's psychicauthor.com. Can you give advice to anyone trying to break into this music industry on what their first step should be? The industry is about connections and friends. So you can be the most talented person in the world, but you will not step through those doors unless someone knows you. So you need to make connections. Uh, often we want to, if I just stay home and practice real hard, it's going to happen. Not true. Not true. Right. I've been on the world's biggest stages and then forgotten the next day. I've been on national TV and CNN and things like that. And no one came and found me right away because people who you are connected with uh, are not connecting the dots. So work on your business skills. Number one, work on how to build your connections with folks. Um, social media is not something I do naturally. And I'm, I'm, I mean, you're, you're obviously a professional at it. It's like, I'm like, I'm working at it. It's not, I don't quite 
get it, but I have to do it. So if you're not on social media, if you're only following this podcast, I would say use the model that you see in front of you and get yourself a, a, um, a couple pages up, express who you are as an artist, start posting your craft, build your following and build your connections, build your friend network. That's number one. Number two is remember that your voice and your talent is your responsibility and no one else's. It may be a gift, but like all gifts, if you don't take care of it, it will disappear. So if you're not prepared to put two to six hours a day in on your talent, find something easier. Mm. Find something yeah. easier. Because there's someone else over there thinks that they can sing and play the violin and tap dance and play saxophone and, and do all the other instruments of play tablas and sitar and all the other things. And they're practicing at the same time you're practicing. So when you decide to take your time off, this is what's going to happen. You are going to lose your forward momentum. This is about finding the best thing inside yourself. I say to you, you, you. Find the best part of yourself and harness it. Find that thing in you that you could do all day long, every day. Learn to take, learn how to do it safely, but it must be consistent. Those are the two things. I, that, if I had to pick two things, one is build your network and learn how to do business. If you don't know how to do business, then you're going to sign contracts that make no sense. And if you are, if this is a journey of, of art for you, then really work on your art. Mm. Work on the love of your craft and just keep building your craft and keep looking for ways that you can become the best person you are. I'm a better singer this week than I was last week. A better musician this week than I was last week. I never sit on my laurels and say, oh yeah, I killed it two years ago. So that's going to be where I stop. Keep so what are you working on? What's your upcoming projects? And then how can people find you? My current project that First, I want you to look up a song called Valentine by Owen Valentine. Give it some listens, give it some likes, share it around, use it for something. I think that this is the time for me to let all of the things that are inside me become something that I can share. So I decided I wanted to teach other singers how to improvise. I already teach voice, that was good. I've been doing that forever. We won't say exactly how many years, but let's just say it's been a long time. And so, uh, and I've done it on a high level, but I decided that I would focus on just teaching singers how to improvise and making them better at scatting and riffing and running and improvising around chord changes and working over grooves. So I invented a thing called Scat Camp. And so I ran it twice this year. One, next year, I'll probably do it once in Philly and then pick another city and do it there. And my goal is to take this around the world. In Scat Camp, we spend literally a whole day of just working on improvisation. You can go on Instagram and look up scat camp. Scat, I think it's scat underscore camp on, on IG. Uh, you can look for Owen Valentine. It's actually written the Owen Valentine, T-H-E, Owen Valentine. 
on Instagram. I have a page on there called The Vocal Scientist, and that's my other personality, Dr. Owen Brown. I would tell them that if you have vocal nodules, if you have hurt your throat, if you feel at risk, I want you to go by thevocalscientist.com or inbox me at Vocal Scientist on IG. And there is a formula that I developed many years ago that many celebrities have used to opt for a holistic and a natural way of helping the throat to heal. Mm. I've sold thousands and thousands of bottles of this stuff, but it took many years of research, playing around with Chinese medicine and Native American medicine, and just looking, studying, studying, reading everything under the books. And eventually I came up with a way to help the voice. You can also contact my uh, PR guru 71, who's on Instagram, because he's my publicist, and he can give you all kinds of wonderful connective points from there. Again, that was P-R-G-U-R-U 71 on IG. You know, so he can he can give you some some insights into some of the things that are happening. Uh, so my formula is soon to be joined by the other 40 that I've come up with. So uh, the first formula is for the voice, and I, I have my own protein powder line and a few other things. So, um, the big box. I sometimes wonder, God, why'd you give me all these things to do? <laughs> but, but I seem to be getting them done. And, and, you know, this journey, I'm just glad to be on this journey. I'm glad for all the people... I mentioned Sun Ra earlier. Uh, I mentioned a band leader named Bill Jolly who gave me a lot of opportunities to travel and do things and work with some celebrities who I would not have met otherwise than through him. Uh, I mentioned Kenny Gamble and Philly International because Philly International first was a place where the singers needed somebody. So I became working with the voices at there. And then I wound up getting uh, the opportunity to record violin on some tracks. Mm. And I'll never, I'll never forget somebody like Kenny Gamble after I finished playing, getting up and saying, you are a genius. And just hearing that was like, ooh, I needed that love. That was good, you know? Uh, I give shouts out to all my Philly musicians, The Roots, of course, uh, Kindred, and all the different musicians that are here in, in, in Philadelphia you know, who we've all worked together, played together, I've serviced them, had a had multiple relationships. It just like for me, this is just like such an amazing journey of love. And I'm I'm still enjoying it. I'm still enjoying it. It's an amazing trip. Awesome. Well I would like to take this time to thank you so much for being a part of Transparency Talks podcast. I personally have learned a lot and I know that my listeners have as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, everyone, we are out of here. We got to get off this call. We'll talk to y'all later. (laughs) Bye. I would like to thank you guys for tuning in to Transparency Talks Podcast, baby. You can find me each and every week. Make sure that you guys continue to follow me on all social media platforms at Transparency Talks Podcast and at Butterby Rocker. This is one of my singles, Play by the Rules. If she knew.